broadcasting live from the basement of Stalwart Fortress through the telepathic connection of Luda the Beacon. This is Wag Die Weekly, the show that covers everything about We Are All Going to Die, our favorite fantasy role-playing game in all of Web 3. Josiah, how you doing, homie? Good to have you with us. Good evening. Nice uh, change-up with that intro. I like it. Thank you. <laughs> I, I said it myself. Um, uh, we have a ton to cover this week. Um, there's been plenty of stuff happening in the main line of the game, but the community has gone off the goddamn rails uh, in terms of content. So do expect a little bit of a longer show today uh, because there's also a bunch of really interesting Conclave stock stuff to go through. And it, it wouldn't be a Wag Die Weekly without uh, something fresh dropping literally seconds before we go live. So uh, uh, shall we just jump into it uh, with, the, with the main story coverage? Yeah, let's do it. So obviously this week's uh, episodic space was about Rita. And just like I think most of you forecasted, it was her departure from this world. Um. Something interesting that has been going on is that the main account has been trying to uh, conduct that kind of casual community fireplace after their 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 main space. So we did do um, we did get a brief overview of those events last week. Um, anything exciting to mention in terms of lore drops? It looks like, yeah, in true wag die fashion, we just got another. Yeah, it, it, it's. I don't. Uh, we'll we'll get to that in a bit. Let's 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 cover the the basics. But for those of you who are catching up on the storyline still, uh, Rita is one of these uh, artificers from a long time ago. She's really ancient. She was afflicted by this uh, sickness. We'll call it called the blight that kept her immortal, but it like deteriorated her mind. She had a relationship with this other guy who was hanging out in the fortress, and and they were both very knowledgeable individuals we came to rely on um, as a community slowly learning about this place. These characters were really helpful to us. Um, but with her, you know, uh, boyfriend, I guess, husband, I don't know. We don't know. We never got a, a firm answer on the, what the relationship was. But um, with Gregor gone, she was... Um, sad and uh, her madness slowly taking over and the spaces was kind of chilling in the way that she's like oh I've built this machine um, to kind of like step into I don't remember who it's for but I have to go in here now and then she just kind of like ended herself Um, and we got a ton of information um, that's still being transcribed and everything and putting onto the wiki um, about different members of the 17 and the uh, importance of the numbers that we had uncovered while uh, unlocking the machine she built. They, they were giving out Artificer's Crystals the week prior. Um, is there any little details about Rita's uh, departure that you particularly are clinging to, Josiah? Not exactly. Rita has this really, I, w- I would describe it a roundabout way of talking, which which aligns with her lore. You know, it's, her mind is being torn apart, basically, just by how long she's been living in these cycles. But it's, it's a lore dump, if anything ever matched that description. So a lot of references to members of the 17 we've never heard before, like you said, references to the Tower of Yogg and Yorn. Um, even in her early narrative drop saying Luda is more than just a beacon. So a lot of mystery, a lot of space, I feel like for the two to kind of play around and allude to things that we can have no way of predicting what they mean. Um, so a lot of room for speculation. So the transcript of that spaces is in the LARP channel. It's a pinned message for you guys who want to go back and look through exactly what was said and see if you can derive any interesting theories from it. Right. And the other I mean, the other big interesting thing is now the stalwart is is pretty much empty apart from us and Zell, as we predicted on the last episode. Um, But uh, we had a vote recently. Um, uh, Where would we go next? And we were down to two options this time. But uh, the choices being uh, return to the church of her and see what's going on there with all the chaos and destruction that possibly is going on and the worms underground um, or we could uh, take the strange mushroom and venture to uh, the Southern Plains and hopefully find the Druids um, that are connected to possibly Logan 
and um the dude we met in the primordial lands who was all trippy and also kind of crazy there's a, a lot of crazy people in the world yeah for sure one thing i wanted to add about the the machine the machine she created that was giving that was vending out crystals was that are we assuming that's the same machine that was used to take her life um i mean it didn't say she made two machines uh-huh. right but so i'm not sure um, I we just know that she went. She made a machine that dispensed crystals, and she also went into a machine. Yeah. So it could be the same thing. I I don't know. We can't we can't say for sure. But the interesting thing about the killing machine, uh, we'll call it, is that it it could end somebody with the blight, which is um, particularly hard to do. Uh, you know, famously, Remo had tried to drown them, burn them, whatever. It it didn't kill them, uh, but this machine can. So that's a good little tool we'll have to keep a memory on yeah i was contrasting it with the way they handled um gregor's departure which was kind of like through this hyper stylized like techno shutdown vibe effect and rita seemed a lot more abrupt and i remember mentioning that and poop poof was in the discord and he was like his his what was running through his brain was the image of you know one of those bolt guns like they used to humanely uh kill cattle like it's, it just shoots that that bolt out it's straight into the brain he was like that, that's what popped into his mind i was like that is brutal she, she got some artificer crystal right to the dome yeah. uh brutal um yeah it was, it was so we're still uh in the works uh setting up rita's funeral and everything the um one of the biggest things, though, is that the, the results of the vote, It we have almost uh, uniformly decided to go back to the Church of Her. Um, now, there's a lot of things going on uh, around that right now, um, but I am curious to hear from your perspective. What do you think we're going to find when we get there? Oh, it's interesting. Obviously, if if we're taking the, the lore of the decrepit, um, a pile of ashes and a gaping hole. I think that's what we find. Um, the jur- the pilgrim's going to journey down this huge hole. Um, they might encounter some some traps. I don't know. Will more people die? And uh, yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I don't know. I see the claps from. Interesting. So, so you're somewhat expecting another, uh, not exactly like Mount Turlo, but uh, you know, groups of people going down into the depths and seeing who lives and who dies that way. Yeah, it's interesting. If if they're going to limit the number of party or who journeys down into don't that's know. interesting. Yeah, I mean, th- I th- I'm excited because I think this is going to be the first time that like we've had the Noxium jesters, but I I've, I've kind of gotten the sense that while they worship destruction and the worm, they're not like like the primary force you know they're 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 kind of on the periphery of that you know affiliation and i'm very curious to like finally get in the depths of the dirty wormness and like find out what the serpent is really all about um because we it's been months you know leading up to this and like finally getting to hear the other side of the story will be something major yeah i um I, I was just watching the second episode of Rings of Power and it's it's when they introduced the dwarves and you know I was like what what if that's like the kingdom of of the nameless serpent we go under there and we find like a thriving civilization and kingdom where all these you know formerly humans who are attempting to follow the serpent down into his disappearance like are actually really thriving I think that would be well, yeah, I mean, I, I, I would expect that you're somewhat right. I don't know if they'll be as jovial as the dwarves, but the idea that they would be, you know, thriving, I think, is probably a strong estimation, right? They've got to be a force to match whatever was on the surface with Mother Agora. And also, uh, you know, her power has been waning. I think they are in vogue. They, are, they are, have been growing in strength. So to see them thriving when we get there... I don't think is a far stretch of the imagination for sure. Um, but that's about most of the, the main storyline stuff this week. There was plenty of calls to that. Um, did, now uh, did, did anything quickly draw? I haven't seen all of the, the, the quick drops. Oh, here yes. we go. <laughs> yeah. The, the main, the main account has a storyline. I'll read it here. You travel through the ruins of your towards the church 
A rumbling sound distracts you from your thoughts. Suddenly, canvas and wood. Huh. Canvas and wood. Like, I mean, one one assumed, like, my, immediately I think of, of, a, of a framed painting, a canvas that way. But, like, a canvas and wood could be used to build tents, you know, to build, like, a, an encampment kind of thing. Um. And the rumbling sound, I don't, I don't know what to make of all that really right now. I wonder if it's, I mean, just straight off the bat, it's almost reminiscent of the, the trial to enter the coven where you, we were commanded to paint and create. I wonder if this is almost an interlude in between our journey to the church itself and, and where we are now. Like almost like a, a midi, kind of like Rita's, I wonder if that's what this is going to become. If it is, I welcome it. I really enjoy those. I find them like fun little midweek distractions. Like they're they're quite they're quite enjoyable gameplay elements, um, especially if there's a prize involved. Especially. Um, what's interesting too, the only comment on that post is from Akuma Dragons. It looks like it's the legit account too. Interesting, interesting. I don't. I, they're they're watching the wag day. Interesting yeah. to know. Um. Right. Well, we'll 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 leave that speculation for now. I'm looking forward to seeing what happens. It sounds like we're going to get a little bit of story through the week and ho- and hopefully a nice big juicy spaces sometime down the road. Um, but we've got a ton of community stuff to deal with. So uh, I just want to first off, can I just say, holy crap, the community this week has been absolutely killing it in like every conceivable regard there are multiple characters who have had really great storyline drops really cool art pieces have come uh intriguing little questions have been proposed uh and there's julian (laughs) um for those of you who are catching up on the community storyline side of things uh julian tryhard is a character who as the Concord of Research and the Darkblade Guild were kind of making negotiations over an artifact called the Jester's Wand, uh, volunteered himself to go to their den uh, and study it. Um, This ended up with uh, a wonderful lore drop that we experienced the week prior, um, where he kind of of got a little possessed by the wand, uh, and it took over his mind, and then, you know, we heard this cool story, and then uh this week he has uh run off with it uh he's stolen it changed his name to julian a daring thief and we've been treated to this sort of like mini game uh, that's been going on the first there's this map uh you know divided into a grid that's showing his like flight from the uh, uh crow's den uh trying to make it to stalwart fortress um before they catch him and you know the the community is able to vote on which direction he should go um and that culminated last night with him supposedly uh running into the forest to hide and and we were treated uh to a goddamn uh game uh the the title of this episode being flappy crow in reference to it because um julian has found these balloons in the forest and is now uh using them to hover his way out uh as he as he tries to escape the uh the dark blade guild it is a fully playable game you connect your wallet to it to uh uh uh, register your high score it's uh it's a safe it's it doesn't it doesn't require a transaction it's just a signature which is really nice security wise um and it's a simple little you know flappy bird kind of game um, but to have that level of detail um, and amazing art from Roll, by the way, uh, it, it's absolutely mind blowing to see the community dropping this, and and it's so much fun. Yeah, I was saying last week how you know really good lore invites the audience to participate and engage, and this this is overkill at this point. He had set up his own, like you said, it was a map, right? Audi- audience gets to pull and choose where he goes. And then suddenly he drops this this Flappy Crow game out of nowhere. Like, it's incredible. I, I can't shout out Rolina Rama enough. Like, he, um, as, as you might know, he's part of the Wag D Artist Guild. So he's working on some of his pieces for the first drop. But before this, he also did Night of Despair's very cool um, adventure image where Night of Despair visits um, a cemetery and he seeks the spirit of Elise. So he finished that, and then the following week he drops this. 
um, in conjunction with Julian. And but that man is just fire. Shout out to him. It's awesome. No. I wonder if, um, you know, the way Julian seems to be playing this out, the structure of it is that he, he gets presented challenges and then based on whether he can meet those, it's going to dictate the outcome of his story. I wonder if there's a threshold score that players have to get in order for him to successfully navigate this particular. Oh, you mean like we've, we've got to collectively get his, the high score to a certain level. Right. Like if the, you know, if the lost pilgrim scores 500, then Julian will successfully, you know, get, get across the forest or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what they're thinking. Yeah. Interesting. Or, 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 uh, yeah, there's a lot of mechanics that can be done with that. Um, I will say, uh, uh, for those of you who've been really enraptured with the Julian storyline, uh, I took it upon myself to create a little POAP um, for the the sort of experience and I've been issuing them out to um, the last issuance went to everybody who voted and commented on the Julian posts. Um, and we got a bunch of new people into the community through this storyline. So that's been good. Um, we, I've, I've set aside a bunch of the POAP codes to distribute to. I don't know if we can give it to everybody who plays the game, but, um, you know, we've got your wallets there. So they're, they're easy enough to, uh, to, to drop them on or if we got to do top 20 or something like that. So um, there will be those there available for you. I, there, I mean, whatever. Ha- we never know. It's just a marker, you know, to, to prove participation uh, in this event. Um, whatever comes of it we don't know but here we go um but no it's super cool and there's mechanics in his game that are already revealed that that haven't even come to pass yet um you know he's he's outlined the way that uh certain across the as his adventure goes on um he's got his stats on his character sheet right and on occasion they will be needing to roll dice um under certain thresholds to pass certain checks um which is a is a is a tried and tested uh, uh, tabletop RPG mechanic that I absolutely love. You know, like if you've got a a, a fifteen strength, you roll a twenty sided dice. If it's under the fifteen, you succeed, right? Uh, and he's got better stats and worse stats than others. And it, maybe it'll come to us to decide, you know, which skills he relies on through his course. But I'm I am in love with this storyline. Like it, it's possibly the, and it all started from us, you know, uh, putting a little bid on, the, on the, 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 uh, jester's wand who I, we never expected <laughs> this much outcome, um, from, from such an innocuous little event. Yeah. Just shout out to the community for really collaborating with, with this adventure chapter. I think that's pretty awesome. Cold world. I see you pulled that mic up. Hey everybody, how's it going? Good, good. Oh man, the Discord has been so funny the last last like week here. I've been loving it. Her sound's been going off. Yeah, I I, I guess the him catching COVID is a his humor. He's gonna calm out like that. He's he's gonna say he's may he may come up, but like he's never been afraid thus far. What's happening? What do you think about uh some of the community narratives we're talking about? Um, I love the uh the the POAP. I was super stoked to see that that that's finally kind of getting started a little bit and uh, love that it kind of offers like some kind of just participation um, counter or recognition uh, in terms of uh, following the storyline and um, really been liking that. Right on. And silence did come up. How you doing, homie? If you can speak. Hey, man. Sounds like you guys are rooting for the COVID. We need uh, to... You don't have the faith route. Well, yeah, I mean... I COVID twice. I've never sounded like that guy. But uh, you think you're over the hump right now? Yeah, I had one bad day, and that was good to hear. Right on. Well, one of the other major things that happened within the community this week uh, is goddamn Merlin. Uh, we had a, a warm up with this beating heart video he released, uh, and his uh, break from the crystal. Um, to he has had his nft his his merlin pfp character who we all know and love updated with brand new artwork brand new traits and things that are exclusive to him he's essentially become a one of one character um on the on the collection now not just you know in our hearts and minds but literally his his lore development and his character development have paid dividends in in 
transforming his own PFP into a brand new character. And I'm, I'm curious for everybody's takes on like, what does that mean for like the project? I think things are cooking. Um, I'll say that much and I'm really excited for it. I think this is our fifth wag die, which we had the first one, which was the amalgam followed by Chen followed by Malosh. And then we have our red Raptor. So, but never in literally and just an individual from the community. Um, he's got, let's see, he's got three, three unique traits. His armor, which is the burden of the eighth, his back, which is his sword, the soul eater, which looks like it has a red eye on it. Pretty awesome. And then his body trait, which is Merlin, of course, with the trademark three and one. Pretty cool. Yeah, I'm, I'm fascinated by this. This is like, a game changer for all of the character developers in the community, people who've been putting their heart and soul into building characters um, can now have them like recognized in this way or the potential of it. Now, I mean, it's no light feat. Like let's not, you know, Merlin has put in the work um, both building uh, you know, a great storyline for his character, but participating in events, you know, creating events on his own. Um, you know, when he came to the Concord of Research and, uh, and and ran those puzzles and, um, you know, he's he's had opportunities for all kinds of different, you know, interactions uh, within his own character and the community. And then it's kind of culminated in this. Um, it's uh, it's pretty cool. Um I'm, it couldn't have happened uh, to a more deserving uh, player, I don't think. Uh, but I'm, I'm, my eyes are open to what this means for the future. It could happen to her silence. Um, I think he wants to be the first wag die to get a, a musical instrument as a trait, uh, a trumpet. I would be the first wag die that's not a dev. <laughs> of course. Um, so obviously Merlin has the storytelling talents too. He has the technical ones as well. I had asked him, I invited him to come up to say, but he said he couldn't make it. He actually, all that pixel tailoring is done by him. He learned it. He, he didn't know how to do it previously into coming into Wagdai. And, and he has done it now. So, you know, any of you guys, if, if you want to take the chance to learn and the time to learn, it's it's definitely open. I think this is proof of of the outcome that you can arrive at. That's amazing. I I didn't know he did that uh, on his own. <laughs> That's crazy. Um, uh, Prince Ham, I I saw you come up. I, I hit the wrong button. Feel free to come join us again. Um, uh, what else has been going on this week? Uh, or does anybody Cold World? Do you have a hot take on the Merlin? Uh, no, other than I, I love it, I gravitate towards it, and I think we're ready for this new chapter. I was just going to basically shout out, uh, if there was any other community LARPers that people want to, uh, bring up. I know specifically, uh, there's some things going on with a gentleman or, uh, being named Sovin, the silent. I really yeah. put on some hands on, on this man. <laughs> right, yeah, so that's actually next up on, on, on my list of, of community activities, but Sovin the silent has been kind of dropping these puzzles, um, the or, or, or he's seeking he's seeking somebody. The first puzzle he kind of dropped was uh, a cup a handful of words that basically gave us the Roman numeral equivalent of seventy nine, uh, and somebody you know responded, "Hey, is this the one you're looking for?" Uh, and dropped the the seventy ninth wag die on them uh, to a very humorous uh, response. Uh, the his his page uh, his, his squire delivered the the news. Uh, and came back with a black eye uh, <laughs> for getting it wrong. Um, and now we have been given another sort of lead on the puzzle, um, just the two letters A and U, um, with uh, that mystery being held. Now, my my theory on it is that AU is the what uh, periodic symbol for gold, which is also the 79th. Uh, a periodic element, right? Like it's it's its number is seventy nine. So I'm I'm now trying to work out how seventy nine is and is not the answer at the same time. Uh, I've been trying different permutations, but Coldwell, have you have you dabbled in this puzzle at all? Uh, uh, I haven't. I just been following it for the for the most part. But I I was on the same kind of uh, wavelength a little bit. So I'm I'm. Uh wondering if he's going to drop a little clue or uh, an, an extra leader or a direction to kind of take us for that. But um, it looks like he has a 
if that person is in his wallet or not. The uh, the character that's uh, holding the candle. Do we know? Um, I don't think that's a a a, a wag die. I, I I looked for those traits myself. Uh, I think that might be a custom make. Oh, okay, okay. I was like, because he looks like he's wearing like the the same like as the merchant, the apostle of the waste um gear. I always thought that that's always so sick, but um. No, I know. I, I, I could be wrong. Lost. I could be wrong, yeah. but I couldn't find them. Um, I think that might be a, a handmade one. Uh, Prince, way. Prince, Prince, welcome up. Have you been Have you been checking out the Seven of the Silence stuff at all? I have. Um, it's been great. Thanks for having me up. Yeah, it's been good stuff. I saw that he my... he might be stuck on my screen. It still says he's requested, but every time I try to give him the check mark, it's uh... oh, could you not hear him? He's talking. Oh Oof. yeah, I was. Okay, I was it's talking. on my end then. Can, any, can anybody, can y'all hear me? Yeah, yeah, you're good. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, I had, I had been uh, not really involved in the, I'm sort of on the same, same thing as Cold World. I was, I was watching others solve the puzzle, but not being, you know, as helpful as I could have been. But, uh, but yeah, I've been, I've been watching. I, I, when the 79 thing came up and I saw that Roland put the seven, the wag guy with the token 79 up and then he, he was wrong. I was like, Oh no, this isn't good. And then we got the video of Sovin putting hands on his page. It was just, that was my, one of my first reactions was to go straight into the channel and post that and go, Oh my, Oh my goodness. <laughs> so that was, that was a, the last uh, thing that I've seen. And I'm checking the Twitter now to see if there's any recent updates, but yeah, it was great. This character's a new LARP, like, reimagined. But, obviously, that's not the case. Merlin is back. Right on. I, no, feel, like the, I feel like the content has been just, like, on a on a, on a pretty just high level from um, Julian uh, to Sovin to so many other kind of characters dropping in AI. Um, I know Twins has been putting out some really cool uh, content and their uh, realty business. That's pretty sick. Yeah, and Night of Despair has still been killing the, uh, the the animation drop of him visiting Elise and questioning her, and then you know, kind of forsaking that mission to to return to his path, seeking uh, Zoe the World Bearer is like it's uh, there's like a lot of great character arcs to follow up on. Uh, Woke, have you been uh, checking any of these out? I mean, yeah, I think everybody has an opportunity to to build a character arc, and it's it's fun, like. I try and pay attention to everybody that I can. Like I don't have on on my other account. I only follow Wagdai people. And I try and keep up with the stories where I can. And um, you know, sometimes you see people making like small efforts, and then like the next week they make a bigger effort, a bigger effort when they get more comfortable. Yeah, right on. Um, there's also there's a couple more a couple more community storylines to shout out uh, real quick. Um, but Oro Ouroboros uh, has been popping into people's uh, replies and asking what they truly seek. Uh, I've seen some good back and forth banter's on that, though I'm not a hundred percent sure what's going on yet. Um, if anybody knows anything about that, you know, please uh, do do enlighten. Um, and just a healer actually just did a, another drop. He's been heading into the swamps of Detriti, and I think seeking the decrepits and the amalgam as he's trying to develop this cure. Um, and then Cryptochino has uh, got a, a harsh punishment uh, for the, uh, the the stolen or the uh, scammer five one nine two wag die of the ungrateful swindler, as it were. Um, so there's there's a lot of things going on um, community wise. Uh, I, I think we might need to start like having a nice little bulletin somewhere of just like where where you can keep up to date on these individual lines or something. Um, but yeah, I don't know. Is any is there any more community ch- chat that we need to cover? Yes, there is. You, King Offling, you've been posting quite a lot about your loneliness. Would you care to speak on that? I'm old. I'm bitter, uh, I'm lonely, uh, and I'm uh, having fun with uh, doing art. You know, I kind of got a little inspired and, and you know, it's been, you know, I've been playing here. Uh, I, I, you know, I'm one of these, I'm one of these individuals that, um, you know, due to the way I handle things within the project, I haven't had a lot of opportunity to like, you know, express my role play with the character, but um, I think I finally found my format Um and yeah, you know, the king has, uh, you know, he's been feeling bored and lonely. Um, and he's been, you know, kind of cooped up in the stalwart for a while. 
you know, he, he feels powerful, he, um, but he feels hollow in some regards. Um, and he's uh, actually uh, responded that he's, he's gone, you know, on his, on his journey now towards the church um, with, uh, with one of his, with, with one of his cohorts, uh, Ulfgar Ungart, um, who's, uh, uh, you know, one of the 30, um, yeah. And it's been a nice just exploration of like the character and like, what is his stance at, you know? Um, I feel like I wrote a lot of lore for my character at the start of the game and haven't really like, you know, I got so into like, you know, project stuff that I haven't really had a chance to build character. And so, um, thank you for noticing. Uh, it's just something that I've been slowly growing. There's, there's stuff that's, you know, in there that, you know, people haven't really picked up on yet, but, uh, uh, we'll, we'll see how, how it develops. On the topic of Kings too, I wanted to quickly highlight Enrique R.A. and his character of King Arthur. Oh, yes. He got, his oh, first, uh, he got his first retweet from the main account. I think it was today or yesterday, and he was so happy about that. But I did see him get retweeted again today. So it looks like he's on his way to the church, and he just got sent a mask of her light um, from her silence's character. So it looks like he's going to be marching to the banner of Mother Agora. As am I. I need to there you change go. my. I need yeah, to where's your mask? My, where's I know. Mask, I didn't want to change my one, but yeah, we're marching. Mother Agora, yeah. our banner. Yeah, my, yeah, my mask. I've been getting rubbed a lot the last couple of days, but um, might be conspiracy. But uh, yeah, he he's done a, with building his story, and um, I know initially he didn't share quite as much, and I got to give it to him. I think perfect freaking English, right? But when the English is not your native language. Sometimes people go through a lot to like warm up, you know, like to feel confident in speaking. You'd be surprised, like, and not just language, like people have a lot of barriers to speaking or to, like there's people typing their lore out and hitting send on Twitter that it may give them anxiety. People are very private. People haven't done this before, you know, and um, no, I can uh, I can relate to that quite heavily recently, um, you know, having come from a, a, a French only LARP uh and and slowly trying to build my my stuff there as well it's been uh, a, a challenge you know uh improving my my foreign language skills so that i can participate um so i i totally get the 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 journey um and applaud it for sure oh um, for sure especially when somebody actually starts like blossoming into themselves and producing like this really cool story and this is one of them this is one of the, the more engaging stories that i've read in a long time from a guy who, who's, whose English wasn't his first language, you know? So you got to applaud that. Like, you, you definitely have to applaud that, and it's worth noting. And sometimes we don't realize that because the only people that come up and speak are usually people speaking English, and you never know how many lurkers you may have. And, um, you know, with Hosiah having people send the, the clips in for, for Rita, you know? Um, we were talking about this in the, in the Discord the other day. I think, it, you know, if somebody feels more comfortable in a different language, by all means, Write your lore in that language and, and, and uh, yeah, I support you know, if, that 100%. Yeah. And if you have a comment to make, like if you want to comment on Rita's and you would rather do it in your own language, feel free. You know, for me, like what for me, I'm going to be like, man, what this guy say? And I'm going to go like translate that shit. And like, I'm yeah, we have Google Translate. Like, Super easy. Yeah. 100%. We'll, yeah. We'll love it. Like that makes the project more when it, it makes it a beautiful thing when there are a lot of people are working together and they don't even all speak the same language, you know? But if you don't speak, if English is not your first language, never hesitate to put something out in your native language, and we will 100% support you and appreciate it. So, Absolutely. And everyone, just like he, he mentioned, I'm organizing a just casual narrative drop kind of depicting Rita's funeral. Uh, it's a pinned message in the LARP channel, so go and check that out. And I, I've already gotten one entry where someone's paying their respects in a different language, so it's awesome. Um King, I I know we're uh, we're just getting notes, but it looks like we just got our answer to what the canvas in wood is referring to. We have right, our I'll first post. Yep. Oh damn! A wagon. Oh my god! Look at this thing. Uh, a wagon appears. Oh, Mazardi. Oh, I, I have notes about this. One. Okay, hail! It's a relief to see fellow pilgrims on the road through such dark days. Oh, me, a humble merchant and beastmaster of the Tinker's Consortia. That's awesome. Um, 
I've been following this account for a minute now. Um, actually, this is a good time to move into things because we, we've we've got some conclavey stuff to go on. But uh, Moser D is a Twitter account that I found. Um, it was like the only other account that uh, the keepers of Wagdai um, were following. And their profile uh, says, I travel as a humble tinker, collecting curious objects and taming strange beasts. Uh, I had no real idea what this was about, but we've got this awesome artwork of a caravan being pulled by some sort of wyvern, two-legged wyvern, beaked, beaked lizard dragon wing thing. Um, and they've got a caravan with lots of little items and stuff in it, uh, which is really cool. So I don't know what this means yet, uh, but it is good. I like this artwork. Yeah, I see there's there's the Wagdai suit of armor in the back. You see a, a trio of what looks like to be some shrunken skulls, some withered flowers. Um, that creature, it, it's it got to be from, from the Kingdom of the Worm, just looking at that tail. But it's like it almost has the head and wings of a griffin, but everything else I'm like, <laughs> maybe almost reminiscent of a chicken too. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't look evil, evil, evil. No, but no. it's not nice. Okay. I'm curious. I am curious what this account is all about. The, the detail on that is actually pretty insane. If you zoom in on that. Yeah. There's... What What are we making those two letters on the shield? Those coins on the shield? S and C? T and C? Oh, that, no, I think that's a T and a C for Tinker's Consortia. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Tinker's Which, Consortia. I, I don't know what that means. I mean, fine, I... Fine. We'll find out soon enough. But man, God, I hate, I love and hate these hot drops uh, as we're doing this show. I, they, I can tell now it's intentional at this point. They're messing with us. Um, but this is also coming off of earlier this week, Keepers of Wagdai, which is a Twitter account I think everybody should be following if you're interested in the project. Uh, it, it's a bit more plain language, but it also, uh, it seems pretty official. Um it, it drops some like really plain language updates on what's going on with the conclave um, as well as like some previews for some things that have been coming earlier this week. There was a little notice beware the creatures of Wagdai and then uh, uh, the, the lands of Wagdai can change hands, which um, we all took to, to, to recognize as the, uh, the location staking, which had been kind of previewed in the in the character sheets, which we've been slowly been getting more information on. Um, they posted a screenshot saying, approve access to your soul. Uh, it may be transported into the Forsaken Lands where strange events may happen. Uh, you can reclaim your soul when the time is allotted, but know that it may perish. Um, so there is some form of hard staking uh, on its way. And then there was another screenshot that said, travel to a new location. Um, your choice will directly impact the outcome of events within the Forsaken Lands. Uh, be warned, uh, your soul may perish based on the events occurring. You may not be able to retrieve this soul for a period of time. Um, and then, uh, what is this? They also just dropped an ETH number here um but I, I don't know has anybody got any thoughts on on what the the staking stuff has been about or what's coming we could speculate but we really have no idea um i'm hoping it's a little more complex than we expect i'd like to see oh fuck man i don't know who knows man it just sounds cool like it seems like you'll be able to stake your characters in locations to participate in specific activities and um that may be like a more easy way of um engaging rather than like oh send my wag die to this dev wallet you know what yeah. i mean like you'll be able to actually stake it and i yeah. think that'll be a little bit more uh easy and trustworthy so um, uh i think i can bring you some good news if that's your desire um if you put that eth address into ether scan uh it brings you to a brand new uh contract wallet and actual contract i'm there's yeah this is it is this just like a new mint address that will be like a wait this is a staking wallet you said 
I think this is the staking contract itself. Yeah. Uh, line 15 on right as proxy. Stake wag dies. Unstake wag dies. Uh, renounce roll, revoke roll. Uh, mint concords to location. Change location owner. Change wag die locations. Burn specific wag die. <laughs> Keep reading this, please. Burn wag die, burn specific wag die, add locations, grant rolls, uh, update location, update NFTs locked. I have to, I, I have no idea what any of these specifically mean, but I mean, by name alone, I think you can guess that these. So there will be staking of your wag die to locations, they can add and remove locations from the pool I, I mean i guess it's just an array but like we can theorize it as a map or, or sorry conceptualize it as a map um grant roll i don't know what that is mint concords to location i like that a lot um interesting does anybody is anybody else looking at this am i the only one yeah just to, um, to mention it because it's kind of the first thing that crossed my mind um, some of the burn functions there, like burn wag die, right? There was a discussion in the conclave a while back. And it was about um, after the wizards, the wizard scenario. And I think Iculus said very specific, uh, there will never be a situation where your tokens will be burnt or engaged like without your consent kind of thing. So if anybody sees burn wag die, like, don't worry, it's not going to be a wizards thing because we already had the discussion in the conclave and consent is a uh, a very big deal for the devs. Well, I don't know what you're talking about. The Wizards for floor price is really high right now. <laughs> okay, guys. The um, interesting. So there's a there's there's another little interaction here on the tokens of Concord uh, contract as well. The set ordained function has been successfully utilized. Um, and it looks like it names this contract as ordained. So, so interesting. I think maybe all along we've we've maybe had the wrong idea about ordaining, or or we have had it right. But this contract is ordained by the tokens of Concord contract, so it can spit out uh, either one or multiple types of concord or tokens of concord which makes sense but um in terms of the burning mechanic yeah no i i can't imagine that they're just going to burn wag dies willy-nilly but it does say based on the the images that keepers of wag die posted um you know there's there's like two warnings in a row that like staking your wag die to the lands might have a risk with it well if we're theorizing like what her, what's how you know if you were to stake a wag die and then it possibly died based on you know the, the image you're talking about how is that any different than sending 30 to deterlo and then having some die it's kind of i think this i think he, her silence was onto something i think it's a replacement for the mechanism by which we engage in the story right so rather than having to make weird new ens domains and like that messiness all right yeah i can get behind that as well with the addition of all the things you were talking about, like being able to mint concords and some of these other new features. But I think, I think it definitely helps uh, that we're not yeah, sending it to these ENSs and, and then playing, playing the game that way. We, um, but yeah, I mean, we, our wag guys died when we sent them to that ENS and we knew full and well, they were going, everybody knew that. <laughs> We've known that since we threw all of our souls into the flames for mother of Korra first 21. With zero promise, by the way. At least with exactly. like the Glutton's Maw, we had some idea what was coming. Yeah. Yeah. The the only thing that I'm not and this could be just like syntax of the contract itself and not very interesting, but um change location owner is a thing in this contract. And hold on, yeah, here we go. Uh, uh, September 8th, Keepers of Wag... I, I, I've wondered this since they posted it, but on September 8th, they posted location staking does not equal location ownership. But then then there's something in the contract called location owner. Yeah, 
that interesting. I would love. I don't know. I don't know what that means, but I would love to own uh, <laughs> a, a, a a little place in the Wag Die world. Um, well, they did I'd- tweet on September eighth. Change lo- change location params, and then it says the lands of Wag Die can change hands easily. Where will you dwell, Pilgrim? Right. Where is that? Because I re- I think that's what's like stuck in the back of my mind since I've read it. That's on. That's right underneath the tweet you were just talking about. At least on my right. There it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see, I see it. Cowboy, what are your thoughts? Hello, everyone. Hello, hello. I was just gonna say, what if each Concord could possibly? What if we all, all the crows, all the tokens are in the crow's den? So, quote unquote, Chen owns the crow's den. And then you could overthrow someone if you possibly have enough people with other tokens come to your space, land, maybe. And maybe there's like a fight mechanic where you kind of fight for your land and you kind of have like a a risk game kind of thing going on where everyone's kind of taking over pieces of the map. I don't know. Yo, I just had a big brain as you mentioned this, but like this contract is fully deployed and and we're we're moving to something uh in the storyline like i wonder how long it's going to take us to see actual utilization of this um oh there's man. a tweet there's a tweet from the keepers number seventh that says beware the creatures of wag die and then we got a tweet of, from mazra d with it in it i wonder if there's more in motion than just location staking. Yo, what do I do? Just send my fucking wag guy to that contract address? Let's fucking go, dude. Let's do it right now. <laughs> I, I do not advise anything that until there's like say, specific instructions, but damn, bro. I was going to say, Poof probably sent 20 already by the time we finish this conversation. There are 400 balls staked in the primordial lands all of a sudden. They're blocking the passage to the grand elevator. If you wish to go anywhere, traveler, you must execute them all. Ball, uh, w- just because you bring that up, Poof has gone he man of the Forsaken Lands to Santa Claus. He's not burning balls anymore. He's like passing them out as gifts and rewards to everyone. Well, as remember, incentives. it's his apprentice, you know, so it might be a change of heart with the apprentice. There we go. There we go. Interesting. Each iteration of the bald burner has its own ethos and philosophy. I, I, I quite like that uh, lore. Um, that's uh oh here he here is here speak of the devil and he shall appear. Hey, bald burner. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Yep, awesome. Good. Um, yeah, sorry, I'm in the car right now, but I figured I'd pop up because I was listening in. Yeah, I think it's it's really the uh, bald burner two, bald burner junior is much more positive. So still disrespects, you know, is handing them out. And I think uh, what I'll have to go figure out is how. Uh, I go architect some sort of like if you've ever seen the movie being John Malkovich, John Malkovich is bald for reference. When John actually goes into himself in the portal, long convoluted thing, but like it's just like everyone in the entire world is just like bald John Malkovich and they're just saying Malkovich and wherever I decide to go stake the balds because there's going to be hundreds of them just bumbling around. You can't get anything done. They're just going to be like, talking about being bald all the time it's gonna be great this is your this is your grand design to make to make the entire all of the forsaken lands bald yeah it started with killing the balds because you know look like you know jeff bezos not not a fan he's bald there's something there um but from there now it's kind of evolved so yeah i'm gonna pepper like ammunition right they're so dispendable to you that they can just be sprinkled away for free I know we have some uh, new members in the audience, so just a bit of context. Poof, a.k.a. Baldburner, started off as a mysterious anonymous account, just collecting the bald wag dies and sending them to the burn address. Eventually, the wag die sleuths identified him, and up to date, he's burned 50. So, so that's that's where his uh, his claim to fame is coming from. I did not realize I've burned 51. <laughs> but it's like, once you get in the habit of thinking about it, um so but i'm feeling i'm saving them right now i don't i'm giving them out and i'm saving them so we'll see right on 
we've got a little bit more conclavey stuff to talk about, but I mean, it's a good segue while you're here. But you, yeah, you, you you have recently given out a bunch to new members, and I want to give some, some some newcomer welcomes. Um, we had a lot of people coming over uh, from the Genesis uh, cross spaces. We had we had our little uh, uh, battle with some good lore, uh, and and congrats to Tiny Diamond who uh, who won. Uh, both the Wagdai and the Genesis and, and their, you know, com uh, compatible lore. Um, we, we gave those out today. Um, but negative zero, uh, her lost follower, JD Nightbot, whoops, uh, lost snow and Maxi of none. Welcome to the Wagdai community. It is a treat to have you guys coming over. We had a ton of fun in the spaces with you guys. Uh, and uh, so far, it's been n nothing but a blast uh, getting you guys up to speed with everything in the Discord and having a lot of fun uh, in the process. So I just wanted to say thank you all for for joining us uh, beyond that space. As you guys have been a real real boon to the to the to the community. Uh, you know, we get to look at all this stuff again with fresh eyes every time somebody new comes, and and you know that's a gift you guys give to us. So thank you. Yeah, really love other perspectives of this world. Right. On. Um, okay, so just, just quickly jumping back uh, to the to the conclave talk stuff. Um, there is a vote live right now. Um, if you go to what is it? Choose or choice? Choose or choice? Decide. It's decide. Uh, decide. Fate of It's our snapshot voting system. Every Wagdai equals one vote. Every token of Concord equals one vote. And right now, the proposal is live to convert 10% of the Conclave funds into Ethereum. Um, and the votes are for, against, or abstain. Um, there's a couple reasons uh, listed for why this might be a good thing um, and the risks associated. But basically, having some ETH on hand right now our entire wallet is usdc um but having some eth on hand for operational uh you know processes as well as the potential uh gains upside uh, i'm not much of a, a financial guy so i won't say if it's a good idea or a bad idea but uh, you can go to decide.fateofwagdie.com and read all the gory details yourself and make up your own mind there um, is, is there anything else about that proposal that i'm missing no, it's pretty. It's pretty cut and dry. Yeah, it's very cut and dry. Um, it's it's hotly contested. Um, it was earlier. I haven't checked recently, but um, it's interesting because most of our votes have been pretty strong in favor of, or we actually have a little bit more of a split vote in this. Yeah, it's uh, you know, everybody's got an opinion. If 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 it was all one way, I think the market would be a lot easier to read overall. So, um, I think that's to be expected, especially on a on a decision like this. Um, but that means that in situations like this, every little vote you have matters. So, um, you know, every every wag die go out and make your voice heard because, um, you know, it's ten percent of our collective funds. So, uh, you know. rock rock the vote, baby. Mm, let's see. Other than that, uh, oh. OXG dropped a little video preview of his game. He got funded a couple weeks back. Um, and if you go into the Discord, uh, I don't think he's tweeted it out yet, but if there's a little video preview um, in the Discord if you want to see that. Um, but also, uh, Josiah, do you want to walk us through the Wagdai Artist Guild? Yeah. Um, you know, it's pretty straightforward. We posted the press release and uh, just kind of outlining the process of it. But, you know, basically we have... Uh, elected panel of four artists who have been longstanding members in the Wagdai community, and they will be creating and minting um, their pieces of art in, in uh, targeted drops throughout the season, which is measured by three months. Um, so we're going to get the first drop up and running as soon as Tenacity the Goat gets the contract ready. Um, so really excited. All the pieces are intended to be one out of ones. We're, we're, we plan on uh, pushing a proposal to allow these WAG pieces to also count as votes. So, you know, just to add a little utility to them as a thank you to all patrons, in addition to, you know, the marvelous art that they are. So really excited. Um, follow WAGDI at AG for uh, updates and events. And uh, I, yeah, I think that's it. Shout out to Deadness, too. I know he's not in this space, but he created our... Um, our mascot, which is a beautifully marvel, a marble uh, angel, um, and it looks fantastic. 
Dude, I'm so excited that this is finally coming to fruition. It, it was one of those things that's just like, I think this community really needs. We've got a lot of artistic talent. Uh, it's going to be a great one, a showcase. Um, but also, like, these I think are going to be quite collectible. You know, we've got some really good artists who are going to capture some moments, capture some themes. Um, and, you know, the art collector in me is probably not going to be able to say no to all of them. So <laughs> we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll see how they go. And the fact that they're one of ones also, um, you know, I, I, I collect editions of things, but the one of ones in my wallet are absolute treasures. So I'm looking forward to that. And what else have we got here? Oh, uh, Prince Ham, I don't want to leave you out. You, uh, recently updated the Wag Die world map, um, this is about a week ago, almost almost a week ago exactly now. But do you want to walk us through your uh, your new tweaks? Sure. Um, uh, implementing all of the features from the proposal that I put up. Um, so to jog everyone's memory, the initial the first initial feature was like just basic map functionality, markers on the map, being able to scroll around and having the pieces update whenever we get new ones. Uh, the next mail page is the thing in the bottom left that moves up and down. Uh, and then the thing that I've been most recently working on has been the legend, which I've been told is called the legend. Thank you, King. Um, actually, uh, so the legend is each marker on the map represents. And uh, once I rolled that out, I had so I think part of like keeping with like the Web3 ethos and like the nature of the project and things that we're doing here is that when I'm rolling things out, I want the community. If I roll something out and fix it, like. Yes, I can. And you should absolutely feel free to speak up and say those things. Um, and so that way we can have uh, a community-driven map. And um, so that's that's what's happened most recently. I do have a full-time job, so I've been uh, a bit bogged down on that front. But I'm trying to get to some of the enhancements that uh, the community wanted to see. So, for example, King asked me to put the icons next to the things in the legend. Great idea. Been doing that. Uh, last night and earlier uh, today, I've been working on making that legend collapsible on mobile, so I should hopefully roll that out sometime this week. Uh, and then from there, they have the final feature that I want to do, which is the timeline slider. I have uh, ideas on that, but I'm on what's going on with this location staking stuff. Uh, I'm waiting to see if there's any way I can integrate that into the map. So I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting the uh, keepers of Wagdai and the information that they drop to us. So... Um, my plan there is to sort of go into a holding pattern. I'll work on some of these uh, these enhancements and stuff and some of these bugs and issues in the meantime, see what's going on with location staking when it comes out and see how the map can work with that. Uh, I would put that as a higher priority over the timeline slider just because I think it would be cool to, um, you know, get that out sooner rather than later. But, uh, but yeah, that's pretty much the, the intermediate update at the moment. Still just kind of working on bugs and enhancements for things that have existed while while waiting on the, the things to no dude that's rad it, it's like a, a lot more legible and everything now with the, the legend the way it is and yeah i mean with when it comes to the location staking stuff like i'm i'm super curious i mean now that we actually i mean now that we've got the contract i mean i i assume everybody's gonna go read over this thing like crazy uh once the show's over but um, I'm sure we'll figure out little bits and details that maybe give us some clues as to what's going on and what's happening. Um, but also like what will the future of the map be like? Um, Cause uh, I mean, it's, you know, it's a it's two simultaneous things in development from, from people who don't, can't talk to each other is quite a, quite a, quite a journey. So um, you're doing a great job, my dude. Thank you. Appreciate it. Right on just that. Is there anything else that I'm skipping over? Have I missed anything? No, we did a pretty solid job. Just a few more mentions and shout outs. Um, shout out to Hunter Elend. I think she's done. Uh, El Eli. Yeah, there you go. Eli in the in the audience. It had a really cool idea. You know, obviously we talk about those D&D style character sheets. Um, Eli posted in the LARP section of the Discord that he uses the XP to indicate the number of days he's been holding the wag die and the level as the number of events attended. I think that's pretty awesome. We often talk about how, how we're going to utilize those uh, traits, and I think that's a great idea. Um, shout out to Tali as well. We always want to bring mention to any of the 17 holders who make the effort to participate. Tali is a huge whale with a whopping 142 wag die. And I think he, just like her silence mentioned, 
is utilizing it to uh, swing to rock the vote a bit on the the latest proposal. So if you have any questions, you want to learn more about his decision making, I don't know, ping Tali. Right on. Um, yeah, I guess we can uh, kind of wrap it up. I, uh, you know, I expected this show to be well over an hour, but uh, um, unless there's anything else, uh, Cowboy, how are the how are the how are the crows handling Julian's uh, betrayal right now? Anything you got you want to speak to on that front? Unfortunately, Julian thinks he could outsmart us by going into the air with these goddamn red balloons. Smart move. We did not see that coming, but it's okay. The crows or my arrow will pop that little red balloon right out of the air. And he'll come tumbling back down. And if we do catch him, and when we do catch him, actually, um, I'm going to either have to fight the crows from burning his body immediately. And if I do stop them and have a chance to talk to Julian for a second, I don't know. What should I uh, take from him first? A finger? A toe, an eyeball, an ear. He needs to learn a lesson. I feel like if I kill him immediately, I'm going to lose a little bit of, what can I say, power. So let's see what happens. I hope he survives. Hope he makes it for his sake. Get them, get them fallopian tubes. Uh, poof. That, good. <laughs> that, that was me saying, wow, stop the violence. That was that. Was that. <laughs> you, you know it's bad when balls burn or so stop them. I mean, uh, Cowboy, I know you've got this uh, group, The Murder, if you're going to ex- expound on that a little bit. But, I mean, you really think The Murder is going to be able to catch Julian? Oh, they're all going to die. How about that? So not only will we lose one Julian, we'll also lose four crows. That's for sure. If they come back empty-handed. Wow. I imagine them. This is, this is why you guys can't let me up here because I'm just going to make jokes. But I imagine them with like little blow darts trying to pop the... Damn, bro. They're going to... Jesus. Dark Blade Guild does not mess around. Uh, Julian, if you can hear this over the airwaves, uh, good luck, homie. <laughs> it sounds like you're going to need it. Um, let's, uh, let's, let's wrap it up. Let's get out of here. We got, we got contracts to read and stories to write. So, um, thank you everybody for listening to Wag Die Weekly. Uh, give us a like if you're listening to this on Spotify, feel free to drop in the discord, uh, dot GG slash Wag Die. Follow all the accounts on Twitter and, uh, be nice to your friends. We'll, uh, we'll catch you in the next one. Goodbye, traveler. May your journey bode you well.